Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. How are you today? I'm well. It's Christmas Eve as uh, this episode drops on uh, on December 24th, 2018, and uh, it's right in time for the scariest figure of all, Lance. The scariest uh, ho- holiday figure of all, which arguably could be Santa Claus. <laughs> which is uh, I'm looking around the crawl space studio now and I don't see a chimney so I'm not so concerned that we we will be visited by him tonight but I did leave out some milk and cookies for him <laughs> we were visited by Ray Pauletta a journalist who wrote about Krampus in an article for Inverse and so we talked to her about the legend of Krampus. If you don't know what this is, you need to just Google the words Krampus. It starts with a K, K-R-A-M-P-U-S. And you'll check out some of these uh, really these vintage postcards and some imagery, very unsettling. And uh, as we talk about in the interview, he's kind of the yin to Santa's yang. Yeah, the checks and balances, like we say in the interview, that fall into place just just in in the world in general. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's a good cop, bad cop, and it's a fun interview because we all learn together about different elements of Krampus and also different Christmas figures that we didn't know existed, like the cats and the Christmas witch. Ray had taught us about this new thing about this Christmas witch. Will you you'll hear about her article is why Krampus will drag you to hell tonight, and it's really cool, and it's for Inverse dot com. Yeah, I mean, really, when you break down the differences between Santa and and Krampus, or for example, Batman and the Joker, these uh, people, these entities, really aren't that different, you know. So I think it's kind of an interesting conversation, and it's right in time for the holidays. So happy holidays out there, everyone in Crawlspace land. Follow us on Twitter at CrawlspacePod. Thank you. Welcome to Crawl Space, Ray Pauletta. We are here talking about Krampus. How are you, Ray? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Very excited to talk about my favorite uh, Christmas hero. <laughs> Christmas hero? Hero. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely Team Krampus, personally. Like, I don't like that, you know, Santa's just so, kind of so boring. Well, that was, I was going to save this question for later on. Ray, you wrote an article for Inverse.com, Why Krampus Will Drag You to Hell Tonight, and it's a great article, but you just said that you didn't want to you don't like dealing with this boring Santa Claus thing. My first question was, isn't Santa Claus scary enough? Like, why do we have to have Krampus? <laughs> well, all the pictures, that's a good point, because uh, all the pictures I know of, you know, myself as a wee tot, um, every time I'm sitting on Santa's lap, I'm just bursting into tears. So <laughs> that's a nice family memory for all uh, my parents for the rest of forever um i've never been a big fan but uh krampus is you know i think krampus is just misunderstood i think he's uh he's trying his best he has to love his half goat you know it's, who, who among us like you know sometimes we all have bad hair days and stuff <laughs> i i consider lance to be a half demon um but uh but not so much half goat but so Krampus is, mm. is half demon and half goat. So uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the roots of this uh, this guy. Sure. So like most things that uh, are folklore, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly where the Krampus legend begins. But we know it. We can basically trace it back to um, Alpine Europe, you know, Bavaria, that region of Europe. We know that even today, the Krampus story is still told in places like Germany and Austria. Basically, the Krampus is the German, uh, quote-unquote, Christmas devil. He's uh, kind of like the counterpart of St. Nicholas, some say like the shadow of St. Nicholas, things like that. Um, On the night before December 6th, which marks the Feast of St. Nicholas, that's when Krampus has his his night out, you know, his boy's night out, called the <laughs> Krampus Knox. Uh, and, you know, he just gets to have a few hours to do him, like run around, search for bad kids, take them back to hell. He may or may not be eating them. We, we really don't know, but uh, that's, that's kind of the basis of it. One thing that struck me as uh, new and interesting news in regards to Krampus, is the December 5th or 6th. I thought that this was a Christmas thing around the same time as we all celebrate Christmas, December 25th. But you're saying that the origins put him around the 6th of December? I think it's actually the night of December 5th. So the the night before the Feast of St. Nicholas is is when the Krampus knock actually takes place. However, in some towns in Austria and Germany, there is something where there's a quote-unquote Krampus run, and that pretty much takes place any time during December. Um, it's when lots of drunk people uh, dress up in half-demon, half-goat costumes and run around. So it's kind of like SantaCon, but like way scarier, which is a thought that I can't even fathom, because uh, that's pretty much the scariest thing I can think of in New York City. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, it's definitely a level up. Sounds like quite a scene. How do you dress up? Yeah. Half, how do you dress up as a half goat? Is that the the bottom half? That's your legs, right? How do you run like that? What do you put on? You know what? It's like, if you drink enough beer, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> it, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, hooves, I think, is the obvious answer I here, take that. I yeah. take that back. I have drank enough to think I was a half goat. So You already Honestly, are a half demon. 
Yeah, I feel like every time I have like a few gin and tonics, I'm like, I'm a demon. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now there, there's a pretty uh, a lot of these vintage, um, sort of like postcards um, that you'll find on the internet, uh, pictures of Krampus and things that he does <laughs> to uh, to these children. He uh, kidnap. <laughs> seems like he kidnaps them. Uh, there's one here. Where he looks like he's ripping uh, a boy's ears off. Mm-hmm. There's one where he's ripping a girl's hair off, like scalping her. It he's seems trying like. to pull her ponytail off. Yeah, uh, very disturbing. That's what happens though when you're a kid and you lose in Fortnite. <laughs> is that Krampus comes to take you away? <laughs> so, so now wait a second. So I, I'm I'm very confused here. So Santa Claus started as sort of like a way to get uh, kids to behave a little bit better. And then Krampus is like that idea, like on steroids. Am I am I reading this incorrectly? No, it, I think you're totally, uh, totally right. I mean, I actually it kind of reminds me of there's like this German book called Der Struwelpeter. I know I'm butchering the pronunciation, but it's actually like a, a similar kind of philosophy. Like it's a book that shows very graphic and disturbing stories about kids who, uh, you know, do bad things, like they don't brush their hair and their hair turns into something like the guy from Eraserhead, like all these horrible, (laughs) crazy things happen in the book to teach kids how to behave. And I feel like there is some kind of parallel here with the Krampus story, right? Like it's an exaggerated figure to basically scare the shit out of kids into behaving well. Yeah, I I will say as a parent, there's kind of a fine line between... Uh, rewarding a kid for good behavior and and uh, sort of threatening bad behavior or you know punishment, terrifying the yeah. the f out of them. <laughs> yeah, punishment for for bad behavior. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this whole thing is new to me. That's why I kind of like to think of Santa and Krampus as kind of like the good cop bad cop routine. You know, the two of them together maybe are where you strike that balance. Really, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. It's it is <laughs> it's very lethal weaponish. <laughs> yeah. Ying yang, yes, yeah, right. The, Santa the can to be like, yang. yeah, he can be like, hey, hey, little Davy, don't make my my uh, boy here get all uh, mad at you and and stuff you in his sack. <laughs> Yeah, make a stew <laughs> yeah. out of you, a you stew. <laughs> He'll do it. it. This is not a first time. This is not the first time he's done it. So I got to wrap my head around the whole kids being bad and Krampus will visit you. Mm-hmm. The time frame is a little off for me. I feel like it's a bit unfair for children. You have to be good in order for Santa to visit you, and that's on the 25th. So if you're bad... I guess there's different levels of being bad. If you're if you're naughty, you go to Santa's naughty list and you don't get gifts. Mm-hmm. But if and if you're super naughty and don't comb your hair, then Krampus <laughs> will visit you like 20 days earlier. <laughs> see, I can see this a little bit because uh, it, it's a long season. the The Christmas season, the holiday season, is very long, and kids start getting crazy in the beginning of December, really right after Thanksgiving, mm. because they know it's coming. So this is like two chances. So you got like a, a very short window, but they <laughs> you need it. Trust they me, they don't have Thanksgiving in in Bavaria. Well, that, that's what I'm saying here. Like, oh. like I my personal experience, I, I you need the Elf on the Shelf or the threat of Santa or the threat of Krampus even <laughs> to control your damn kids. <laughs> I love this kind of like this is strategizing and like gaming <laughs> children's behavior to make them good. 
Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Seriously. Someone's got to do it, though. Yeah, some of these images that are out there of Krampus, especially the old ones that you can get from um, various websites, their various postcards, like Tim said, I mean, they are they are straight up. They, you you giggle at first, and then you really look at it, and it's it's very very strange. Have you, are are you are you disturbed sometimes with your with your uh, real real strong support that you have of Krampus? Does that disturb you? <laughs> you know, it is pretty disturbing, but I think that uh, I would argue that the Santa myth is also pretty disturbing. Like this strange man just shoots himself down my chimney and. You know, like leave. He maybe he leave me cold or something. Like you know, that's just breaking and entering. I don't like. I don't want a stranger in my house. You know, you might be turning me into a staunch supporter of Krampus as well. <laughs> you know what the creepiest part of Santa is? Stocking. Uh, well, that. But you feed him cookies and milk. He I drinks. Know, he drinks right? milk. He stands there in your living room. <laughs> and tr- <laughs> drinks your milk in the middle of the night. Lance, I don't know if you yeah. know this. He actually doesn't, but. I don't trust people that like just drink milk by them by itself. <laughs> like, first of all, that's some like real scary stuff. Look at any any historical or uh, any historical reference to someone who drinks milk by themselves, and you've got an evil person. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, like is it Anton Chigurh? <laughs> so, so now does does Krampus does he have a, a pitchfork, uh, or or is it some kind of like wicker? Um, some kind of wicker whip thing? Is that what does he have for weapons? I mean, and like a lot of the old, if you look at very old like postcards, I mean, he's always depicted with different things. I mean, some of them it seems almost like a birch rod, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, we have a special guest here, Adrian Peterson, and he can identify what he's got here. <laughs> Uh, for his uh, particular variety of switch. Yeah, it kind of looks like like a jagged broomstick, like the end of a jagged broom, just not the stick part. And it seems like that's what he uses to uh, maybe whip kids. Uh, in one of these pictures, he's he's flying with the kids like it's this giant broom, um, and and they're and they're flying somewhere. Uh, the you know what's really unsettling about a lot of these. Um, old postcards is that the kids don't look that disturbed. You know, like they look like it's like it was inevitable. It's like, oh, this is my fate now. Like they've accepted their fate. <laughs> it's like the kids know they've done something bad. I, I, I kind of always wondered like what you had to do to like, you know, be on Krampus's bad side. Cause like hmm. my feeling is you did something really bad. Yeah. Let's go through a thought experiment here. Yeah. Are we going into the different tiers of bad behavior? Sure, like like talking back, talking uh, back to your parents is that is that something that Krampus would would get you for, or is it something that parents would contact Krampus about and then Krampus makes the decision? Right. How do you reach out to Krampus if you're a parent desperate of some some order? Or does he just know? All right, we're gonna we're gonna put the ball in your court on this one. I mean, I think there's got to be a really high bar. So talking back to your parents is like. Hmm. I feel like, you know, it, I think it depends on, you know, how frequent, how severe this is. I mean, I think that, like, you know, if you're you're ignoring your parents, because, again, let's use the Fortnite example, right? Let's see if you, if you spend all day playing Fortnite, you know, that might just be mildly annoying. It's kind of like Santa, you know, his reign, you mm-hmm. know, oh, we'll leave you some coal. But, you know, if you're a consistent, like, let's say you're, uh, 
using Xbox to like taunt kids and make fun of them and make them cry. Or maybe you're making me cry on Xbox, in which case you're definitely going to be crazy this year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it, now, the Catholic Church seemed to have some issues with Krampus at one point in history, uh, notably around World War II, and, and it seems like before that as well. Um, that's kind of crazy. So it, it's assuming that it's like a devil-like uh, figure, I, I take it? I mean, that's also possible. I think that also they didn't like the kind of debauchery that celebrated uh, the Krampus festivities, the Krampus loss, I think it's actually called. It's like the Krampus run. I don't think that they, they liked that kind of uh, lore, and I don't think that they liked the uh, whole idea of you know, this sort of devilish figure. Now, what about the movies, the Krampus movies? Have you uh, seen these? Are you a big fan of these? Oh, yeah. I saw that one a few years ago with my friend. We got super drunk and went and saw it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, I had such a good time. It's great. It's like yeah. my favorite Christmas movie. It's good. Yeah, the Krampus movie with uh, Adam Scott and Tony Collette. And now there, there was kind of an explosion of Krampus movies, I want to say about five years ago. There was like six of them made within a, a two-year span by different companies but the best one the biggest one is the one i think you're referencing the one with adam scott and tony collette it's the most popular one called krampus Mm -hmm. yes absolutely uh it's just wonderful it it was like an unexpected hit for me i'm not really a huge fan of christmas movies because i'm sort of a krampus myself Uh, (laughs) i don't really like christmas music that much either but i thought the movie was very dark and fun and i highly recommend it for any krampus heads out there I feel like Krampus has a good agent. He went through this period of two years where all these movies came out about him and all these articles were written. I feel like he's got a good good PR person at the very least. He dropped a sex tape, I think. He did. <laughs> really <laughs> built up his profile. Uh, I think I might. Profile. I could take that job easily. I would love to be Krampus's communications person or like his <laughs> PR rep. Yeah. Well, you did a great job with your article here. I wanted to bring up something in your article. It's a, this one of these uh, images that we were talking about. I, I don't know if you have it open right now, but it's Krampus mm-hmm. uh, in looking very dapper. He's got some sort of riding coat on. Uh, yeah, like I a, love this picture. Yeah, like a, maybe like a smoking jacket type thing. There's there's his uh, multi-switched weapon or whatever <laughs> you want to call it there under his arm. His trademark long tongue is out in full full form. And he's got a child, which looks like a boy with longish hair, just crying his eyes out in the sack on his back. But the girl, the little girl, appears to be praying in front of him. Can you explain this picture? There's also a clover down there at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, this looks like the girl is praying that the Krampus won't, that she won't meet the same fate as the uh, crying boy in the sack. In the sack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to disagree. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm gonna have to disagree with you. It's looking like she has instructed Krampus to take this crying boy because she's got a <laughs> smile on her face. Yeah, she doesn't want uh, the, all of Christmas to be ruined. Like she doesn't want her Christmas to be ruined. She's like, Krampus, take away my brother because he's gonna ruin Christmas for both of us. And this way, you take him, and he just he has a ruined Christmas. And not all. Yeah, of us. I mean, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes little kids just suck, and like maybe he's just like a crappy little kid. <laughs> maybe she's <laughs> like, "Get him out of here! I want to have a good Christmas." <laughs> 
A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education, is is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Now, what's the story with the the wicker basket? He's got some kind of, Lance described it as a sack, but it seems like in a lot of these old postcards, it's sort of like a basket that he's wearing uh, around his his back. And uh, there also seems to be some confusion because he's he's got some parents in in a basket in one of these postcards. And uh, once again, everyone kind of looks like okay with it, like it was inevitable. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, so he's taking, he takes away parents too, or I, I guess, I guess if you're put in this basket, you can't jump out. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a magic basket. I would imagine. I would put past him. Yeah. So what is the story with the parents? He takes bad parents. I mean, you know what, in a, in a just world, he probably would because you know, where did, where do kids learn their bad behaviors from? But their parents. Yeah. That's, this is true. Oh, so he's taking them as a preventative measure for f- like further bad children. Oh, maybe. He's like, listen, I mean, you guys are gonna mess this up, so you gotta come in my sack. What <laughs> happens to the other kids? They're just left on their own. Uh, I guess that you know what. <sighs> Maybe just like raised by wolves or something. <laughs> in this one particular uh, postcard, the the kids look fine with their parents going away with Krampus. They they look kind of gleeful, like they're singing. Uh, although one of them one of them seems to be pulling on Krampus's tail. So mixed messages in a lot of these postcards. A lot of the whole Krampus story very confusing. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know maybe if you're a kid and you see Krampus take away your parents, you're like, well, I guess I'm having like pizza for every meal ever. And maybe there's something freeing about that. Is this the origins of the movie Home Alone, perhaps? That's a great question. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Wow, so Joe Pesci would be Krampus? Oh my God, I would love a movie in which Joe Pesci is Krampus. <laughs> yeah, let's let's scrap all conversation about Home Alone yeah. and consider Joe Pesci as Krampus for some movie sometime soon. Yeah, I think he kind of retired, I think. but uh, What better role to bring him back? Let's cut this out of the podcast so we don't want uh, any suits out there to steal our ideas. Yeah, that's true. They have to pay us. Okay, so talk to us about when you first discovered Krampus because as Tim and I were doing show prep for this, we... <laughs> 
we we acknowledge that we really hadn't heard of Krampus until like two or three years ago. Yeah, it was the movies mostly. I mean, maybe we kind of heard about this like Christmas devil type character, but yeah, I, uh, it wasn't until yeah two or three years ago before I actually saw a picture of Krampus and I was like, oh, that's that Christmas devil thing that we've heard about. When did uh, when did Krampus enter your life? So I just like find myself down these like weird uh, wormholes all the time, and I am Italian American, and uh, in Italian folklore, we have something called the Bufana, who's basically like a Christmas witch. <laughs> and I remember a few years ago, I was just reading about the Bufana, and then I found you know other. Uh, I became really interested in the way that other cultures. Um, have these figures for their Christmases that aren't just uh, Santa, and I found Krampus. Okay, so here's a direction that we are going in. Uh, the Christmas <laughs> Witch? The Bafana? <laughs> Look at this. I've never heard of this. Now I'm looking up images of that. That This is... Yeah, she's like an old woman. So she's like a witch that brings you presents? Yeah, I mean, she flies around on a broomstick, like, she delivers gifts to good kids. So even though she's, like, a witch, she's a really good witch. Okay, maybe she's not so creepy. I just got creeped out for no reason there. Well, she's, like, kind of, like, somewhere in the middle, I feel like. I don't know. Like, uh, she's flying on a on a broomstick, like a, like a witch, like a bad witch, but here mm-hmm. she's giving you presents. I assume she's sneaking into your house to give you these presents, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, a lot. it's funny because a lot of kids feel, like, excited for the Bafana, but they also are a little scared. <laughs> I, You know, I think because that's... He's a little creepy. Oh, I think that's like Santa Claus, too. I mean, I think I think it's not the most natural thing for, for kids no. to understand. They don't really know what to expect. Oh, you're saying this guy who's got a beard and dresses in blood red comes in, <laughs> breaks into my house... <laughs> And then he's he's nice. He leaves stuff. If I'm good and if I'm bad, I could be punished. Like that's a crazy thing to to tell a human who's never heard of that, and you have to try to convince that kid that. That's it. Almost feels wrong. I will say, like I, I'm a, a sort of a new parent. My my kid is almost four. Like uh, they, it feels wrong. I don't really. It's it, lies. I don't enjoy it, <laughs> especially the Elf on the Shelf. That is not not uh, a big success in my house so far. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a weird thing that we tell kids, like, oh, yeah, this guy you've never met, he lives in the North Pole, and also he's si- humanity's silent judge and jury. <laughs> like, like, why does this guy have free reign to basically like, judge other people? You know, what is he trying to hide? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he drinks your milk in the middle of the night. And he drinks milk by itself voluntarily. Um, but nonstop, all night, for... for oh. <laughs> Like nonstop, and somehow everyone's parents are okay with this. Like this, everyone's okay with it. It's like everyone's aware of it. Is there something that children can leave for Krampus that will alleviate some of his anger, and maybe, maybe some of the punishment can be lessened? Do you, do you know anything like that in the folklore? Well, I have never, I have never heard of that before. But uh, I think that honestly, I have some suggestions for what kids could leave. They could, uh, you know, leave good report cards. Maybe, uh, you know, show that they're they're studying hard in school. They could uh, leave nice little pictures, or, you know, drawings like "Please don't come tonight and put me in your sack." That kind of thing. 
Yeah, I was thinking more like like a dead mouse or something like that. Leave that for Krampus. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that'll escalate. <laughs> well, because don't you just see kids doing something bad and they're like, "Well, I did that bad thing and it was and I left the dead mouse and he didn't come." So is a Slender Man situation. I don't know. Uh, it's like if they do something worse, then they're gonna maybe kill the house cat because that's like it's more meaningful and then you get into right like, and then you and then well you gets into the slender man situation and you say well i did this for krampus i who, did this all for krampus who does isn't really necessarily a thing um all i was wondering do you think that this this thing that we we lie to our children um about santa claus and i understand it's it's you know supposed to be a, a good thing um but uh do you think this is like the root of conspiracy theorists Honestly, I think so. And I'll give you, the, from my personal experience, like, I was always a really skeptical kid. I don't know how. It's just, like, who I was always, forever. Like, I was a skeptical baby or something. And uh, I told my I told my mom when I was five years old, Mom, or six, rather, Mom, there's no Santa. And she was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and my younger brother was like, wait a second, does that mean there's no Easter Bunny, too? And my mom was like, yeah, like, my brother's name is Reed. Yeah, Reed, there's, there's no Santa, but there's a rabbit that just leaves eggs all around your house. <laughs> I mean, she was very real with us. But I think it just goes to show you that Santa is one level of conspiracy theory, but the real, I think the real villain here is the Easter Bunny, which is the scariest thing I could possibly imagine. I can't agree with you more. That The Easter Bunny flies under the radar in terms of just pure terror yeah what is that you you hunt for eggs eggs <laughs> and rabbits don't <laughs> leave yeah bunny doesn't have anything doesn't to do with eggs yeah. eggs yeah what, what's inside the eggs candy i don't even know dreams <laughs> drugs um this is like it's a real kind of must be an eye-opening moment for children. I don't really, I mean, I kind of remember it, n- like hearing that Santa wasn't real for the first time. But your whole world must kind of collapse in a sense. Where what what else is everyone keeping from me? You know, like what what else is possible now that there's this literal global conspiracy against children? The moon yeah, landing. I mean, that's I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like where is. Where is the conspiracy end, right? Like, you start thinking when you're a kid, like, well, if there's no, you know, is there no tooth fairy? Is there none of this other stuff that my parents are lying about? What else are they keeping from me? So, Who else is lying you know, I think to me? They, yeah. it's, it's just got to drive you kind of crazy. Man, it's a wonder that we didn't all have severe exhaustion as children. Because the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny, Santa, those who knew Krampus, I mean, you're you're trying to you're trying to match your behavior to the to the to the whims of these like fantastical beings that aren't even real do you think like uh like an adult who is a conspiracy theorist is really like um someone who's suffering from ptsd so to speak from like being lied to as a kid i think that um being lied to when you're a kid about things like krampus and santa you know i think that I think it's a lesson, really. I think it teaches you how to be skeptical and uh, how to question authority, right? I think that's so important. So I think that maybe you might not see that when you're six, but then you're older and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe my parents don't know everything. Maybe I'm kind of smart. So Would it be fair to say that Krampus is a bit of a anarchist? 
I think so. I think that's why I love Krampus so much. Um, you know, he's just kind of like doing his own thing. And uh, he, he won't drink milk in your house. And I respect that about him. I think he's just a misunderstood dude. Now, talk to us a bit about Krampus's sexual overtones, because he does seem to have a little bit of a fancy towards the ladies. <laughs> I have never, ever thought of that. Can you uh, give me more examples of this? Well, I'm just referencing some of the postcards where he's on one. There's a postcard where he's on one knee, and it looks to be like he's courting uh, a lady. Huh, that is super interesting. I guess I don't really have an answer for that. But I will say that in like the Krampus, uh, the Krampus run, it seems like there's more, you know, drunk men dressing up in these outfits, and when guys are drunk, they're just like, ah! maybe Krampus derives from a bunch of drunk German men who snuck into snuck into homes and tried to court the ladies of uh, of their oh, of their neighborhood. It's interesting. I mean, he's got a giant tongue. I don't know if that's a connection. <laughs> But what is the deal with his tongue as well? The his, horns. The too. horns. Uh, these, yeah, you can make a lot of lot of double entendres there. He's just a spooky dude. He's just a scary dude. Now th- there's some other uh, kind of monsters around Christmas time in other uh, cultures, like uh, Icelandic Yule Cat or Christmas Cat, who is not a nice <gasps> cat and may try to eat you. Apparently. That's oh not a my god! That's not a surprise. I'm looking this up right now, and as the <laughs> owner of two black cats, I am. I need this like as a poster in my home. This is the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. This looks like my cat. <laughs> Bell Snickle, a male character from southwestern German lore, who uh, survives in Pennsylvania Dutch customs, comes to children before Christmas uh, wearing tattered old clothing. And raggedy fur, he carries a switch to frighten children and candy to reward them for good behavior. Uh, that was like my <laughs> those, Krampus influence. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of sound very similar. They all kind of sound like my neighbor when I was a kid. <laughs> Hans Trapp, who's an anti-Santa from France, certain regions of France. Hans Trapp. Hands out punishment to bad children. Hans out punishment. Uh, let's see. There's another French one. Pierre Foutard, Father Whipper, begins with an evil butcher who craved uh, children to eat. Okay. The Yule Lads. Where, Icelandic what, what, where trolls. are you getting this list? Oh, I'm just, this is great. The uh, Black Web? Mentalfloss.com. Eight legendary monsters of Christmas. Gryla. Uh, the, the, all, <laughs> all the Yule Lads answer to Gryla. Uh, she's an Icelandic legend and kidnaps cooks and eats children who don't obey their parents. This is all conspiracies generated by parents. Humanity is twisted. Totally. Yeah. I want to circle back real quick and because uh, we're all learning as we go here about Krampus. I just found out that it is customary to offer Krampus not a glass of milk. We'll all appreciate this. You offer him a glass of schnapps. Oh. Yes, Krampus. Because no one else wants to drink schnapps? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe maybe he's going for a fuzzy navel. Maybe he, he wants like... better breath, probably. Yeah. I'm guessing peppermint schnapps. It doesn't specify. Uh, no, we're going with the fruit brandy. Peach. Yeah, we'll maybe say peach or apricot. He strikes me as an apricot. Apricot, okay. Schnapps guy. Yep. So, so consider everyone, you know, schooled on that one. 
there's no real reindeer connection, huh? So that's kind of the one element I, it seems like we're missing um, between the Krampus and these other Christmas legends and uh, comparing him to Santa Claus, right? There's there's no element of reindeer and uh, carrying carrying things other than like sort of the switch thing being a big broomstick in, in some accounts. It's like I, well, I did not know that stops fact at all but you know i think it definitely i think you know just he's a bad boy and he just wants his schnapps to get through the night i mean like we've all worked late before you know instead of having a glass of wine he just likes his peppermint schnapps so i'm gonna go with a little bit of a uh you know controversial take on this when you look at mm-hmm. the typical images that people have created over the course of time of what the perception of God is, it's this white man with a beard that looks very similar to Santa Claus. And we have Krampus, who has this long red tongue and and horns coming out of his head and cloven feet, hooves, if you will. He's half goat. So this is representative of the devil. Does Is there some correlation here between God and the devil? I mean... I think it's definitely possible because I feel like that's easy for kids to understand. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, I missed one here on this uh, great um, uh, article here by Mental Floss. They said that there's there's one called Frau Perchata in Germany and Austria who hands out both rewards and punishments during the 12 days of Christmas, which starts on December 25th. So, again, the, these dates are kind of extending now. We have like a full month of these uh, creepy characters. And apparently she is best known for uh, punishing uh, you by ripping out your internal organs and replacing them with garbage. <laughs> oh, God. So, Yikes. Wow. That's what she'll do to you kids out there. Wow. You know, the thing is that parents came up with these things. Like, what the <laughs> hell does this say about parents? They're desperate <laughs> to control their <laughs> children. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it happened when, they're, when their children were probably in their twos and threes and fours at the, at the height of children Great. insanity. And the parents were probably like, what is the scariest thing? I can't do this anymore. What is the scariest thing? <laughs> and you got to uh, come up. You got to come up with your your Krampus. Now Krampus is German for claw, right? That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the claw will be coming for you. That is just terrifying. No big deal. No big deal. Just the claw. Uh, now, Ray, if you were to bump into Krampus on December fifth, let's say you go out and you have a good. Um, yeah, you know, just a a couple of drinks to celebrate the winter solstice. Maybe some schnapps. Mm-hmm. Maybe some schnapps, and you come back home and and you stumble upon Krampus in your in your um, luxury apartment that you have in New York. Uh, what would you say to to Mister Claw? I'd be like, so you want to drink? <laughs> I feel like he'd be a fun person to drink with. I feel like he has good stories. I feel like after a while, though, you'd probably be like wanting him to leave. And then he's like, oh, so did I tell you about those children that I abducted and turned into a soup? And you're like, come on, Krampus. Nice. I, 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 you already told me that one Another, five hours ago. He's like, no, no, these were different children. These were different children. <laughs> like, tell, me, tell me about the one where you took the parents away again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to hang out with the Yule Cat personally. I feel like that would be a great addition to my home. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like our interview came to a screeching halt after Tim brought that up. <laughs> I, I can picture you're like looking at this right now and looking at your cat then <laughs> my cats are like don't get suspicious human 
<laughs> well, this is uh, this has been great, Ray. Um, do you have any uh, any final words on uh, on Krampus or uh, or the this bizarre tradition of um, scaring our children? You know, I just want to say that you know I encourage you to keep an open mind about Krampus and see that maybe he's not such a scary guy after all. Maybe the good cop, bad cop kind of routine of Krampus and Santa is exactly what we need. Well, again, if you're good, you're not going to have any negative run-ins with him, in theory, right? So, you know, so what do you got to worry about? You better be good for goodness sake. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.